0: Alright humans, let's do this thing. Dun sh- dun dun sh- dun Holly show dunish show Holla show Holla show
1: Holla show Hollow show. show
0: The Sydney Hollow Show The Sydney Holler Show. What up, 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 up, humans? The earliest you can hear this is a Friday. The earliest you can hear this is a Friday. So if you listen the day comes out, the day this comes out, you're getting some Friday energy. That's some Friday energy. We're going into the end of the week, finishing strong, and we're tackling the weekend. Pun intended. Pun intended. Get hyped. We got a lot of fun to have today. Well. Yeah, I consider it fun. i considering being upset a little fun. Humans, thank you for joining me. And thank you to Tone Loke for the inspiration and the music for the beginning there. All right, so let's do this thing. All right, we're going to talk. We're going to talk parking lots. <sighs> we're going to talk parking lots, humans. Boy, that's exciting. It sure is. It sure is. Humans, we're going to talk about dog shit. And forgive me for cursing, but I don't like to say the word poop. Let's just say what it is, it's shit. Dog shit is more palatable. I would rather someone say dog shit in church at the Thanksgiving dinner at the next the next event of the royals that we have to watch on NBC. You know, NBC covers everything the royals do, the funerals, the births, the weddings, whatever else. I'd rather hear someone say shit than poop. It's more palatable. We're gonna to get to that. I'm already mad that I've said it twice. We might take we might talk very briefly, corporate America? Question mark. Halloween's around the corner. You know what that means. You know what that means. If you've been listening for a long time, you know what that means. This should be creating a buzz in your head. We have a contest. Oh, I'm excited about it. I am excited about it. Now, contest ends in the word test, but we have another test. We have the Oppenheimer test. You know, we love a good diagnostic test around here, humans. And I think I've got a fun one for us. <laughs> or certainly interesting. Or certainly interesting. And when, can we circle back for a second? May we? May we? Do you have the time? The Halloween contest. I have a huge announcement to make. I have a huge announcement to make. This might shake the community, the humans. This might shake the hideaway. This might shake everyone to the core. But it needs to be said... And I'm feeling confident, and I'm feeling good. And tonight, I will sleep well. I will sleep well tonight. I will sleep like a person who has sleep apnea, who decides to wear their CPAP that night. You know? I bet some night someone with the CPAP comes home. They're like, I'm going to watch a little TV, blah, 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 blah. Have a, have a couple glasses of wine, whatever. They finally crawl into bed. They're like, ah, fuck with it. I don't want to deal with that thing tonight. And some nights they do, and they're probably thankful in the morning. Tonight, I will sleep the sleep of a CPAP guy or gal. <laughs> Humans, I promised you last week we were going to talk a little deer hunter, and it got pushed to this week, but I'm glad it did because it gave me more time to think about it. We're going to talk a little deer hunter. Now, I've been mentioning for a while it's on Netflix. So you've had your time to watch. You know, I'm not going for any huge spoilers here, but. You know me, humans. You know me. I think that most most trailers are spoilers. Maybe all, but certainly most. Most trailers are spoilers to me. Because I want to know how things are written. I want to see the setup. I want to get invested in the first half hour of the movie. Not to like, okay, they set it all up like... Then why are you why even watch the first hour half hour of a movie if you're gonna watch the trailers? What I'd like to know. So humans, I'm not gonna give major spoilers, but if if you're if you're like that to me, we're gonna talk a little deer hunter, and if you want to turn that part off, that's fine. But it's nothing crazy. It's nothing crazy, but I would be annoyed if I wasn't warned. And humans, while we're at it, like I said, most trailers, most trailers, I find to be spoilers. I'll go ahead and say some titles. Some titles are spoilers. Okay? Sid, give us an example. Well, I'm trying to get through the rundown, but but, all right, fine. You want an example? (laughs) I'd like to say Jurassic Park. I would like to say Jurassic Park, but we, we learned pretty early on in Jurassic Park. That that's going to be a dinosaur amusement park movie. You, you learn that pretty straight away. But all right, all right. You want one? You want one? Honey, I shrunk the kids. You don't need to watch like the first half hour of that movie because you already know. Okay, the kids are going to get shrunk. Well, then, okay, great, great. <laughs> Where were we? We're in. We're still in the rundown. Parking lots. <laughs> Dog shit. Corporate America? <laughs> the Oppenheimer test. Humans, I got all discombobulated. Forgive me. Forgive me, but where do we have to be? Where would where do we have to be? Where would we rather be? Where would we rather be? The deer hunter. And then humans, let's let's get to something here. Let's get to something. Aaron Rodgers goes down, and the NFL, you know, those of us that watch the NFL, we're less scrambling for meaning, you know? It can't just be that I watch these games over and over again. There has to be a soap opera. There has to be something more to it. Well, luckily now, they're in, and of course, I said this before, college football has their storyline this year, and it's Deion Sanders. Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffaloes. We'll talk a little bit about them. But the NFL story, of course, the NFL story, now that A-Rodge is out of the picture, is Swifty Watch. Swift in the press box. We'll get there. We will get there. Oh, and humans, right from the top, let's do it. Let's do it. I owe a correction. I owe a correction to you to me to my favorite to my favorite pumpkin beer Southern Tier Brewery I erroneously said last week was located in Long Island It is in New York state and is that so typical just some New York City guy oh well if it's not in New York City then it must be I don't know Long Island <laughs> No humans it's very far over in Western New York, very far west, Southern Tier Brewery, and I, I'm I'm ashamed, but I'm glad that I know that now, and it, it makes a little more sense because I, I if it was all Long Island, I think I'd know because I know of Greenport Brewery and I know of Montauk Brewery out there. Um, so you would have think some of the times I've taken the L I R R, I I would have been like, oh, that's the town where Southern Tier is. Well. Now we know. Lakewood, New York. Very far west. Seven hour drive from New York City, humans. (laughs) Not too, too far from Buffalo. And it turns out they have, you know, other locations. You know, it was started in Lakewood, New York. turns out there's like a location in Buffalo, one in Pittsburgh. Uh, Anyway. So there's a correction. And, you know, it's funny, humans. I had a note written to myself that that should be one of the things I talk about at the top of the show. And I ran into a human yesterday, bumped into a human. And he was like, hey, dude, I listen. And I got a bone to pick with you. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. But I was like, look, 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 here it is in my phone, I promise. Anyway, he's like, listen, I'm from around there, man. So how do you like that, humans? How do you like that, human? Someone from outside from from way up in that region near Buffalo. Anyway. I've said it once, I'll say it a hundred times. That's my favorite pumpkin beer is pumpkin. I mentioned that on the podcast last week. I was talking about how hey, you know, have it when you want, but if you want to be a purist about it, you know, maybe do some thinking. Is it really pumpkin season October 1st? Is it really pumpkin season the first day of fall? Or is it like pumpkin season a week before Halloween when everyone puts their Halloween decorations out? Is that really the beginning of pumpkin season? Well, this piqued the interest of one person, Brendan in Savannah.
1: And he's sending this uh, message to the listener, line. Hey, Sid. Hey, humans. This is Brendan calling in from Savannah, Georgia. Um, I just listened to your most recent episode, and uh, I had to weigh in on a pumpkin beer. And like you, I'm not I'm not really concerned what other people do when they feel like it's the right time to to hit the pumpkin spice or the pumpkin beer. Um, me personally, I uh, I would like to wait until there's a little fall breeze, you know, that crisp that first crisp breeze that kind of just blows in. Um, but being in Savannah. There, there's kind of a dilemma. Um, like you, my favorite pumpkin beer is the pumpkin. I think it's the most balanced, you know, it's not overly pumpkin, not overly spiced. Um, and uh, they tend to hit the shelves like early September. And here in Savannah, you know, it's still easily in the mid 80s, early September. Um, so, two years ago, I was like it's it's just it's too early you know I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until that first kind of fall breeze comes in you know I'm gonna wait till October and I kind of screwed myself over because that uh when that first fall breeze came through I went to the store to get some pumpkin and they were nowhere to be found they'd all been bought up they'd all been drinking drank and uh so I was out of luck right gonna have to wait till next year so then, the following year, I, I hit the store, and I'm with a plan, you know, I'm going to stock up on these pumpkins. I bought, like, a, a couple of the bottles, like, the, I think they're, like, 22-ounce bottles, maybe. And um, I bought, you know, a couple of the, the four-packs um, that they come in. And uh, I just, um, I couldn't, I didn't have the self-restraint, right? It's September... They're sitting in my fridge. They're sitting in my cabinet just staring at me. It's it's one of my favorite beers, and I ended up drinking them. Um, so then this year, I just said, you know, I don't have the self-restraint. I uh, I don't have that fall breeze. You know, the cicadas are, are still singing. You might be able to hear them now. And uh, this year, I just, I enjoy a pumpkin early in the season. You know, maybe like second week, September, just... Sat so in my porch and I just pretended that there were small leaves. I pretended that there was a nice cool breeze. And uh it was real enjoyable. So yeah, I just wanted to share my experience with with pumpkin beers and uh what well, I thought about it. Thanks. Thank you, Brendan. Thank you. Wow, how do you like that?
0: <laughs> exactly what we're talking about. Like these things are on the shelf so early. And you're like, all right, great. Now, now I need to buy it so I have it. Because the same damn thing happened to me. Years back, I missed out on the pumpkins. And I was, to be honest, humans, this year, speaking of Montauk Brewery, they had a new IPA out this year, the Tropical IPA. Ooh. And I was like, oh, I want to I give that a whirl. And I was like, oh, I should, I should wait until I go visit one of my family members, and I'll grab a sixer and bring it down. And then uh, I kept, I kept like thinking, like, oh, what if, what if they pull? You know, what if they go? What if they run out? What if they switch to fall beers before I'm ready? So finally, humans, I, I minded that advice, and I just went ahead and bought a sixer like weeks before a trip, and I did have the self restraint, Pro- probably. Probably a little bit because their six-packs are, like, in a box, you know? So there was the, you know, would have had to open the box to get to get at them. Uh, but thank you, Brendan. Thank you. And, yeah, isn't it? These craft beers in four-packs, man, don't get me started. I love the big bottles. Love, like, the good 22-ounce bottle, you know? But these craft beers in four-packs, give me a break, dude. Just give us six. We can read the label. We know that they're high in alcohol content. We'll be responsible. What's with the four-pack? What? Oh, stupid. Stupid. I mean, it's not like they cost any less. You know, it's not like, oh, well, Sid, what are you hating on four-packs for? Then you could get, like, three different beers to still make up a 12-er. You know, three different varieties instead of just two to make up a 12-er. Yeah, but they don't price it that way. They still price it like it's a sixer. You know, Brooklyn Brewery, years ago when I was first really getting into the crafties, and maybe when the crafties were first, you know, getting into me, getting out there. They had um, Brooklyn Black Chocolate Stout. Haven't been much of a stout guy in a long time. But Brooklyn Black Chocolate Stout. My, My buddy and I, old buddy of mine, used to live here. We happened upon those. And those things, I think they were like 9 or 10%. They were pretty serious. And uh, we'd get a six-pack of those, and we were off to the races. Um, You know, we put three of those down. And uh, it was fun. It was fun. And then like one or two years after they were putting those out, they switched to the four-pack. And I was like, you ruined it! You maniacs! Anyway, thank you, Brendan, and my apologies to all of you southern-tier beer lovers out there, you pumpkin... pumpkin lovers. I got the name of the brewery... or excuse me, the location wrong, and here I am correcting it. The humans, we're going to get to parking lots. We're going to get to parking lots. We... we... Oh, my God. Yes, we're going to get to parking lots. But I just remember another topic I missed in the rundown. The iPhone, the new iPhone, this is rich. We're going to get to that too, humans. But before we do, let's get to corporate America, question mark. Corporate America? It's just so easy to say. It represents so much. You know, I feel like I was saying corporate America is like some funny, like, Maybe not a punchline, but some funny, like, bookend to something I said. I feel like I was saying that at a pretty young age, maybe late high school. (laughs) You know, you can just say, ah, it's corporate America, man. And it is. I mean, it certainly defines things. I mean, my my first image that comes to my mind is like the Monopoly game from uh, McDonald's, just McDonald's, but specifically like that Monopoly game for some reason. And, yes, I know there's a documentary about that. Uh, But do they say it other places? Like, do they say, like, well, that's corporate France. That's corporate France for you. Do they say that? Like, that is corporate France. What can I say? I mean, do do other countries, like, have some, like, slang or, you know, something that's become like so synonymous with a certain type of thing? Or is corporate America, are we like, do we stand alone? Do we stand alone? Are we like, no, no, that's like, you guys own that. (laughs) Like maybe in France, they're like, well, that's corporate America for you. Uh, Because I don't hear that. I don't spend time in France. I've been, I don't spend time there. I don't spend time in most other countries. Uh, I've been to a few. Do they say that like like uh, oh, that's corporate Canada. Oh, uh, that's corporate Mexico. I don't know if they do. So we, you know, is it our capitalism? Is it our? Is it just our our way of like, well, everything's just bigger. Just make things bigger, make things fatter, put more fat content, get out more dollar menus, and whatever else. Corporate France. (laughs) Even someone who's been to France way in. I've been to France, but it's been the last time was in 1999. Corporate France. Oh, 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 corporate France! Yes, yes. <laughs> How stupid! <laughs> corporate France. Wee oui, wee. Oui. So, human Speaking of corporate America, let's get into it. The freaking parking lot. Yeah, we all know. Urbans. Excuse me, urban. Let's just say it, sprawl. You can't even There's so much sprawl, you can't even say the word urban in the same phrase. Sprawl, 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 sprawl. Driving culture, driving culture, driving culture, driving culture. Of course, I I bet I'm talking to a lot of motorists. You've heard me say this once. You've heard me say this twice. Don't sell yourself short. If you drive, if you have a car, When you're listing off the things that you are, I'm a dad. I'm a Christian. I'm a coach. I'm a motorist. (laughs) Don't sell yourself short. When I first became an actor, yes, humans, when I first became an actor, I haven't acted much lately. And I took one of these audition classes and they were like, oh, this is how you audition. This is... What a headshot should look like. This is how you make an acting resume. These are things you have to learn. Who knew that, like, your audition headshot is an 8 by 10 and who knew that you needed to, like, come up with 8 by 10 paper, not easy to find? You just have to make it yourself. (laughs) Um, Who knew, right? But one of the things, like, oh, you put your skills, you know, you put your skills at the bottom of your resume. So that way you can get called in for some random casting. And then that person was like, oh, definitely put license to driver. And I just thought that was so funny because at the time, I'd only been living in New York for like two or three years. I was like, well, who's not a licensed driver? That just seems like such a silly one to put, but I'll put it. I need to put something there. I have almost no skills. But humans, I want to circle back on that. It. It's not silly at all. I know plenty of people that don't drive. I barely drive. So for those of you that drive every day, own up, not own up to it. Be proud about it. You're a motorist. I'm a, mo- I'm a motorist. When you're brushing your teeth in the morning, look yourself in the mirror. I'm a motorist. Anyway, humans, you know we talk a little bit more television in the fall than we do the rest of the year, and I'm always upfront about that. It's because your boy... Yeah, boy, it's watching a lot of college football, watching a lot of pro football. But that's fine. I enjoy watching live events. I enjoy feeling connected to people from all over the country. <laughs> and if these stupid games across the Atlantic would have you believe, then I am connecting to people all, all around the world. But I don't believe that. But this is what gets me. This makes me weep. For earth. For life. When they show these football stadiums, they'll show these aerial views in like nine times out of ten. I mean, really. They show these football stadiums, and I'm, I'm mostly talking pro here. Let's leave college out of this one. They, they show these football teams, and there's just parking lots all around them. In fact, there's it's so much to, there's parking lots, you don't see anything else. There's just a sea of parking lots. Last week, of course, the big, big game, the biggest game of the week, like it or not, was the Chicago Bears, the dismal Chicago Bears, versus the Kansas City Chiefs, because... Taylor Swift was going to be in attendance, and she was. She was in a luxury box. Boy, oh, boy. I'm watching that game, and what do I see? They show the outside of Arrowhead Stadium many times, and it's just cars. Just cars. Just a parking lot. And I'm like, man, cool. So you can go to a game. And then you, like, just have to go get in your car and be, like, stuck in that kind of, like, trying to leave the stadium parking lot situation. Cool. And it's everywhere. Cowboy Stadium. But it's just, like, such a bummer. I mean, it's such a bummer to just see, like, a sea of parking lot. I'm like, oh. You know, you, this, isn't, this isn't football, but, you know, Wrigley Field. You you The game is in the town. You walk to the game from the subway. Or if people live there, you, you know, if people live there. In my case, if I know people that live near enough there, you can walk there. And of course, college football, so many of the stadiums are on campus. And that's the beauty of it. When I went to Tennessee, that was the fun of it. There's the stadium. You walk there from the residence halls. From the fraternity houses, from the odd off-campus housing that's nearby. And then if you go to college there, you walk by the stadium routinely. I took a little detour once when I was driving right by Gainesville, Florida, and I went to go see the outside of the uh, Ben Hill Griffith Stadium. Same deal. It's just right there. In these pro stadiums. My goodness, dude. Cool. But it just bums me out. I'm trying to, you know, I'm watching football. I'm trying to escape, for better or for worse. I'm trying to escape a little bit of real life. Then I'm like, oh, cool. Look at all those cars. Look at all that nothing. Look at all that parking lot. America the beautiful, man. America the beautiful. Oh, beautiful for spacious lots. For dark, asphalt-shimmering pavement. (laughs) America the Beautiful, dude. And then even when they're like some stadiums kind of adjacent to the city these days, it's still like right next to an expressway. Like, oh, cool. There's the cars. Cars, 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 cars. And again, I know this isn't football either. I know this isn't football either. The Atlanta Braves, I refuse to be a Braves fan until the stadium is once again in Atlanta proper. And I'd prefer it be in downtown Atlanta. This, this like Cobb, the Cobb County Braves, man. They were my favorite team growing up. One of the few local, you know, Georgian teams. If not the only that I pull for. I have a hat. I own a hat. But you won't catch me rooting for them until the stadium is back in Atlanta proper. Better yet, downtown Atlanta. That adds some life to things. Whatever. It's just more... It's more, though... My soapbox is really... It's more for the couch potatoes out there. My fellow couch potatoes. You're sitting there trying to get an escape... And it's like all all great it's all gravy, man, when the when the when the shots in the stadium. Oh, look at the fans, look at how much fun that looks. Oh what a beautiful day. Oh I'm on the East Coast and there's a little sunlight left in these west coast games. Oh, but then they show the aerial shot and I just see all these parking lots. Bummer. So QN's while we're talking football, let's just let's just stick with it. We'll talk a little coach prime, then we'll come back. We'll come back around to pro football. Coach prime, coach prime, Dion Sanders. <laughs> I'll tell you, I've been on a roller coaster with the Colorado Buffaloes this year. Like I said before the season started, I was like, "Screw these guys!" I can't wait to bet against them. The first week of the season, I can't wait. And then they were such underdogs the first week of the season. I was like, well, that's that's not going to be any fun. And so I didn't wager. And then, of course, they won their first game. And they were like, we proved everybody wrong. And then they won their second game against Nebraska. <clears throat> and then they won their third game against Colorado State. And, of course, humans... <laughs> To quote the Oregon head coach, the Cinderella story came to an end. But here's the thing: I've gotten sw- I, I, humans. This is the most human I can be. You know, I said from the from the onset of this show, we're going to try to be authentic. We're going to try to sh- try to be human. You know, we're we're full of uh, inconsistencies. You know, we're we're we we're, we're not we're illogical. I have feelings. And I have feelings that are sometimes they're illogical if you pair them against my other feelings, but that's truthful i my most truthful thoughts and emotions are that I have gotten swept up in coach prime Colorado buffs mania because when he took over that team, I was incensed I was incensed at his first Speech to the members of the Colorado football team. And I'm just going to go from memory here, humans, uh, and do some paraphrasing. But, you know, he walked in and was just like, I'm here. And things are going to be different. And, you know, you better start thinking about the transfer portal because I'm bringing my own luggage with me. And it's Louie. Now, he said that. That's a famous quote now. Famous. But I found that to be, I, I thought it was like kind of effed up. So I was like, you know, these are still, you know, we're in the age of name image likeness. Um, you know, and these, we all know that there's always some stuff going on under the table, but these are still amateur athletes. These are still young guys, many of them teenagers. And, like, come on, still treat him with a little bit of respect here. And especially Colorado, who only won, like, one game last year. I mean, how much money from name-image likeness could any of those guys really be making? So treat him with a little respect, you know? Don't don't come in there and say, you better think about the transfer portal because I brought my own luggage with me and it's Louie. Like, there's, there's another way to say that. And, of course, he films everything. So I was flabbergasted. I was like, I hate this. And I had just gone from loving him at Jackson State, so I've got some. I've got some Dion Sanders whiplash here, humans. And if we really think about it, growing up, my favorite team, and it still is, it still is. I have many favorite NFL teams, or many teams I pull for. But truthfully, my favorite team is the Philadelphia Eagles. And growing up, when Dion was on the Cowboys, he uh, he would make the Eagles look silly sometimes. And I disliked that. And here I am all on board with him at Jackson State. But when he left Jackson State, I didn't really like his speech to those guys either. It wasn't really taking ownership so much of like, hey, I'm leaving you guys. Now, of course, you know, people that are coaches want to move on to the bigger opportunity. Everyone knows that. But the way he said it was just sort of like not taking actually responsibility. It was sort of like, this is how it is. I just didn't like it. Didn't like the way he introduced himself to the Colorado team. But then somehow, somehow after they win their first game and second game and third game, I get caught up. I get swept up. Totally swept up. (laughs) But now, humans, I'm coming back around. Because I really didn't like his post-game press conference after they got beaten so badly by Oregon over the weekend. Because he basically, to me, I think he threw his team under the bus. And again, just going from memory here, humans, why dig through everything? He said, yeah, that was a butt kicking. He's like, but if you're going to beat me, you better beat me now. Because the worst we're ever going to be. If you're going to beat me, you better beat me now. Because it's as bad as we're going to get. Again, just kind of paraphrasing humans. Then you might say, well, what's the problem with that? I'll tell you what the problem with that is. Is that it's like you're just saying, like, oh, my roster is pretty bad right now. But don't worry. I'm going to be much better in, like, two or three years. What message does that send to the guys on your roster now? You're, like, already, like, to me, you're already, you're throwing them under the bus. You're like, yeah, well, of course I didn't win with these guys. But in three years, you're not going to be able to beat me. Now, come on. If you watch sports and you know how these things go, that's that's of course what would take place when you're when you're building a program, and if you build it with any kind of you know consistency. But you don't you don't need to, you don't need to say you don't need to throw your guys under the bus. That's I don't like that. And that's how I took that. That's how I took that pro- post-game presser. It was like, he's like, yeah. Yeah, beat me now. Because with these guys, yeah, beat me now with these guys. But what's that say to those guys, man? So a lot of those guys followed you there, and then other ones transferred in. So what are you saying about them? Selfish. Selfish. Nevertheless... I am excited to watch them play uh, University of Southern California this weekend at noon Eastern on Fox. <laughs> what can I say, humans? I'm caught up. I'm caught up in the. I'm caught up in the roller coaster. My emotions are pinging all back and forth. I'm hating this guy. Then I like him. Then I'm excited. For, then I'm pulling for him. Now I'm not. Then I was. Then I, I mean now. Now I don't know what ends up. Now, I don't know know what ends up, but at least I'm being honest, that's an authentic take for you humans. That's an authentic take. I don't know what to think, but I got to tune in. And they say the stars are coming out for this one. They say the stars are coming out for this one. So, uh, you know, we do have a human that contributes to the show now and then who resides in Boulder. Maybe, maybe. David and Boulder, you can give us uh, the temperature. USC, Los Angeles comes to town this weekend. L.A. visits Boulder. Dave, a little compelling audio maybe? Maybe just a little temperature check? Let us know what's going on in Boulder. Speaking of the stars coming out. All right, humans, if you can't beat them, join them. Let's do it. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. What, we all know. It's been rumored for a while she's dating Travis Kelsey. Big whoop. But we're now getting the Taylor in the Luxury Box camera shots. Just like we used to get the Giselle. You know, when Tom... Was it like Tom's like... Well, it was when they were still together. But was it when Tom won the most recent Super Bowl? When she took like that wild kind of like selfie where she didn't use the selfie screen but she like turned her phone around and used like the more you know the the camera on the back of the phone. Anyway, now we're getting that now we're getting the Taylor up in a luxury box. And that's that's gonna be like that's the new Aaron Rodgers story. That's the new NFL through line. We got Coach Prime in college football. We got what stadium is Taylor going to be at next? Her other stadium tour. Everyone's talking about the Eras tour, the Taylor Swift economy, the the girls, the fans, the Swifties. I shouldn't say the girls. There's plenty of every kind of Swiftie. They're they're partying in the parking lot. You know what I mean? They're tailgating when they don't have tickets. It's pretty incredible. And now she's going on tour again. We hope. So the Chiefs. The Chiefs come to town. The Chiefs play the Jets this Sunday night. Prime time. Sunday night football. And without Aaron Rodgers, you got to imagine the powers that be are like, whew, phew, phew. Thank God there's this other reason people are going to watch the game. I mean, the, the Jets don't stand a chance against the Chiefs. And you know way back when, this would have been like, oh, man, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the rest of the the defending champs are coming to play the Jets. Coming to play A-Rodge. Thankfully, we have the other soap opera this year. Instead of Aaron Rodgers. We got T-Dog, Swifty. You know, will she be in a luxury box? (laughs) Will, Will we get more Taylor? I've ventured to say yes. I've not. I've, I've not. You know, heard anything? <laughs> Humans, believe it or not, I haven't heard anything about whether or not she'll be at the game. But I happen to know firsthand. I guess. I guess secondhand. I would consider it firsthand. Well, firsthand would be from her. So let's say secondhand, but also just from the world. That she has a place in Tribeca, in New York City, west side of Manhattan. Lower Manhattan. What do you mean firsthand, Sid? What do you mean secondhand? Well, humans, I used to work at a luxury hotel in Tribeca as a bellman doorman for many years. And before Taylor had a place in Tribeca, she stayed at the hotel semi-frequently and then eventually moved down the street. And then it was uh, unavoidable to know where she lived if you were walking down that particular street because there would be like teeny boppers. (laughs) Now we're known as Swifties. (laughs) All hanging out outside of where she lives. And of course, her people would say, oh, yeah, yeah, she lives around the corner. So that's why I say secondhand. You know, she didn't tell me. She did not tell me herself. But you know, it's just for fun. So I speculate she will be at the game. You know, considering she has a place in New York and all. Uh, And I assume she still has that place, but maybe she doesn't. But, humans, since we're having a little fun with this, since, you know, the NFL season is now Taylor Watch, Taylor in the press box, will Travis Kelsey score a touchdown? How much will she celebrate? Let's have a little fun. When I was a bellman at this luxury hotel in Tribeca, I was in many, many a paparazzi shot when these celebrities would enter and leave the building. And, you know, for fun, my friends and I would collect them almost like trading cards. Someone neighbor of the hotel would walk by and be like, oh, my God, you were on this. Oh, look at this. I saw you on my phone. My own sister would be like, oh, my God, you're on my e-app again. Um, and so we would just we would just collect them. And, uh, you know, I was not an intrusive person. I just did my job, held the door. And uh, I, in fact, I dislike what paparazzi do for a living. I think it's wildly intrusive. And, um, you know, that's not a new take. But nevertheless, humans, I will put the uh, photo that I have of uh, me holding the door for Taylor Swift. I'll put it up on the on the site. I'll put it up on the site. SydneyHollishow.com. Uh I don't know what tab I'll put that under, but you can find it. SydneyHollishow.com. It'll it'll be easy to find. It'll say like Stars and Sid. SydneyHollishow.com slash stars and Sid. Or something like that. Anyway, we're just gonna have some fun with that. Why not? Why not? You know when When I was at that job, I was at that job for a long time, humans, ten years. And when guys would leave Early on, they would sometimes like put all the folk because it wasn't, you know, it was uncouth. It was uncouth to like post those things online when you worked there. But it'd be kind of fun when someone left. They would post them all on Facebook back when Facebook was interesting, if it ever was. And uh, I never did that. I never did it. I was like, uh, eh, whatever. So this will be me publicly posting uh, one of my shots that I was in. With a with a major celebrity humans taken by a paparazzi, and then you know someone was like, dude, look, you're in this, and then they sent me the link or forwarded it to me, and I screenshot it. Nevertheless, SydneyHollshow.com probably stars in Sid, but you'll you'll figure it out. Enjoy. Alright, humans, I'm itching to talk some deer hunter. I'm itching to talk some deer hunter. And we're going to. Uh but we still need to get to the Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. <laughs> which I have not seen. And, uh, excuse me, a <clears throat> little belch there. And humans also, this iPhone commercial. So, we're going to do it like this. We're going to go, Oppenheimer, iPhone commercial, Deer Hunter. All right, so I have not seen, <laughs> I have not seen Oppenheimer. Nor do I plan to. Nor do I plan to. Maybe, like, like like so many of us say these days, well, maybe on streaming, maybe on streaming. Uh, but I did watch a documentary about Oppenheimer that was sort of released, you know, right before Oppenheimer came out, probably to cause buzz. And it was just this notion. It was like, oh, yeah, you know. You know, it's like, oh, they were making this horrible bomb that was going to kill people and devastate things. But, like, you know, ultimately, it was going to end the war. That's like the whole, and again, I haven't seen the movie, but that's what people keep saying. And it's just like, oh, let's, let's simplify it. Oh, the bomb, the bomb that brought us world peace? Like that sort of, is that the is that the thesis? Question mark. Is that the question mark thesis? The bomb that brought us world peace. So humans, I say, we know. You know, I'm always looking for a fun little diagnostic test, something to say at a cocktail party or other environment (laughs) where you just see if you can raise a brow. You know, just see if you can. Maybe not hook somebody, because maybe that person will align with you. But you see if you can hook somebody. See if you can cause a brow to get raised. See if you can get a reaction. Maybe you're like, (laughs) huh. You kind of talk around something and see if you can get anybody. And again, they they may laugh because they're laughing with you. They may be confused. Whatever it is, it's, it's just a fun thing to throw out there. And I feel like with Oppenheimer, someone mentions Oppenheimer, especially they've seen Oppenheimer, if you're just like, Ah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The bomb that brought us world peace, right? And they just like see what they say. Cause they may try to justify that and be like, well dude, come on. Do you know how many more people would have died in World War II if they didn't drop the bomb? Like if they had to invade? Do you do you get it? <laughs> so sure, man. Sure. Sure, you can convince me that a nuclear bomb is uh, a peaceful invention. Uh, I, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can. And I haven't seen it. But, you know, is that is that how bad, is that how horrible mankind is? Is that how we are? Is that how stubborn we are? That we needed... A bomb to cause world peace. I don't buy it. I don't buy it, humans. I think we're better than that. But but just, just for the sake of it, if you just say, you don't have to get into that. We don't have to get into that. And I haven't seen it. Maybe, I, maybe I'm missing some facts or something. I don't know. What if it fell into the wrong hands? But if you just say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The bomb that caused uh, world peace? The bomb that brought us world peace? Just say it. See what someone says. Interesting. Interesting. You know, humans, I call this my manifesto sometimes. <laughs> but it's also, it. You know, if you've ever seen the movie Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson, Julia Roberts. You know, the guy has a newsletter. This is my newsletter. I almost wish I lived in New York City in like the 1980s and 90s. And I wasn't doing a podcast. And I was just putting out like a typed newsletter to like thirty people. That'd be epic. I'd like have a typewriter, I'd like everything would be in like courier font. Courier typeface. I'd have like one grainy photo per newsletter that was like, you know, really loses its like uh, all forms of even being a photo in the Xerox process. <laughs> but technology has changed. The world has moved on. This isn't the 80s or 90s. So this isn't a newsletter, humans. This is an audio podcast. And we, and we go forth. We go forth. So welcome to my newsletter. Not that you're not already here. The new iPhone is out, titanium. The iPhone 15. I was watching this, humans, and I must have been watching. You know, you know me. You know me. Sometimes, when I'm watching some ball late at night, I'll just turn the sound way down, and I listen to music. And I either listen to music off of my fabulous Bluetooth speaker. Or I listen to music on my over-the-ear wireless Bluetooth headphones, you know. And I'll just kind of zone out because I'm, I'm like, you know, sometimes I want to listen to an album. Sometimes I want to listen to some music that matches my mood. <clears throat> but I'm just listening to some tunes, kind of watching a game, kind of not. And then I just, see, I just see this commercial that is so rich. I didn't even know there was a new iPhone. I don't know what an iPhone number we're on. I know now we're on fifteen, but I didn't. I didn't. I don't know. I'm mad. I know. <laughs> Let's listen to the audio of the commercial. It's 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 not as egregious audio wise, but we'll, we're painting a picture here, humans. Let's listen. It's just like an asteroid or like a piece of a meteor, you know, flying through like space, like leaving the atmosphere of Jupiter or something and headed right to Earth. And then they actually have the nerve. They have the nerve. This is why this is so rich. It's just, it's this meteor flying through Space, going by some other planets, busting through things, maybe getting whittled down a bit. And then they have the nerve to say, from the edge of the universe to the palm of your hand. That is rich. And you want to know that's so rich? It's because what it's supposed to say is, from inside the earth, brought out by a child laborer, to the palm of your hand. On, Un- uh, d- d- Why are you making it so easy on us, Apple? Is it because most people don't give a damn? From the edge of the earth to the palm of your hand. Titanium. That's what the ad says. I saw that. I saw that. I don't know what I was listening to. Not Pink Floyd, but I'd like to say that and i was like oh my god these guys are idiots from the edge of the earth to the palm of your hand you mean from inside the earth to the palm of your hand lithium oh my god i mean humans lithium mines they're not they're not in america for a reason Oh, well, there's just not as much lithium here. Oh, oh, really? I mean, that may be true, but follow the money, dude. Follow the money. Oh, countries with abhorrent labor records, employing children, making people sick, horrible conditions, underpay, mining for lithium? From from the edge of the universe. You mean from the lithium mine. From the lithium mine to the palm of your hand. iPhone 15. Just, the way these guys pat themselves on the back. This commercial makes it look like the phone is some piece of, you know, metamorphic rock. Igneous rock or something fly, I can't remember the names of the rocks. Flying through the air from space that somehow got here. What that's how you make the titanium iPhone? From out of this world to the palm of your hand, titanium. <sighs> don't don't start. Don't play. Don't be so stupid. Don't don't be so full of yourself. Lithium, dude. it it irritates me because of, like, how... Like, yeah, I, I have a phone. It has a lithium-ion battery. I have a computer that I'm using to record this podcast. It has a lithium-ion battery. I get it. I get it. But don't give me some stupid ad that's, like... I mean, you're showing, like, a rock. You're showing something that would need... That's, like, a... That's the word I'm looking for, a raw materials. You're you're showing a commercial with raw materials. You're saying from the edge of the earth, this raw material to the palm of your hand, it becomes this titanium iPhone. Well, if you're gonna if you're actually stupid enough to talk about raw materials, let's talk about raw materials. I mean, apparently there's like a bill or a measure, you know, that's been brought before the house to the house here in the US of A. It's like, hey, we need to ban we need to ban stuff that makes batteries. So humans, I don't know how it all works. And let me tell you something. Unfortunately, I have a day job. One day this podcast, this show, will be my whole job. Then I'll have a lot more time for research, humans, but I want to get this off my chest because it's under my skin and it's commercial. It's on TV all the time. But you know, according to ABC News, back in July 3rd, the congressman Put a bill before the house that's like, yo, uh we, we don't need to be buying... We don't need to be allowing stuff into the country that's been mined by child labor. And it has to do with cobalt and lithium-ion batteries and all that jazz. Anyway, humans, I don't, I don't want to bullshit you that I'm an expert on this. Because I'm not. But I smell a rat when I smell a rat. And in your car. Co- and I smell a rat. But just... To have this rock flying through space and act like everything's hunky-dory, it's so great and so space-age. Well, if we're going to talk about, you know, Earth, part of the Earth that actually helps you make your phone, well, let's talk about it then. How are we getting the stuff? Apple. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on to a much more cheerful topic, shall we? Cinema. (laughs) Let's move on to a very cheerful topic. The deer hunter. Humans, what a film. I love how long it is. I love how long the wedding reception scene is in the beginning. I mean, you feel like you're there. It's so detailed. It's so just like, wow, we're getting like every little piece of this, like, you know, uh, immigrant culture this, this this mining town culture is very, very interesting to me. And, you know, there's... I want to bring this up as a joke, but I don't actually endorse it. But couldn't one make the Deer Hunter drinking game? You know, there's these various drinking games that go along with TV shows and movies... Uh, when that show 24 used to exist, someone's like, oh, yeah, you know, the 24 drinking game where well, you drink every time it gets intense. <laughs> and I guess the joke was that you have to drink throughout the whole movie. But then I heard there was one, there's an old bicycling movie called Breaking Away, and you're supposed to like drink every time someone talks. I don't remember now. <laughs> I think there was a drinking game involving the old bicycling movie Breaking Away. Nevertheless, nevertheless. Maybe it was something to do with when, when one of the characters talked in Italian. One of the characters like, pretending to be Italian. But, humans, I digress. The Deer Hunter. I want to talk about this movie more. So we're going to talk a little bit about it next week, too. So it gives you more time to watch. But... Boy oh boy Boy oh boy did they put down some rolling rocks Now it's depressing it's depressing how much they drink is depressing to me it's like oh man these guys are pretty hard up Uh it's it's entertaining but it's like man, oh man! But I think it's supposed to be filmed that way. I mean, that's the vibe I get. You know, it's almost like, jeez, woof. I mean, they put down like a beach day's worth of beer before a wedding. <laughs> you know, they get off work in the morning, <laughs> straight to the bar, put down like a beach day's worth, a beach day's worth of drinking at the saloon, and then not go home and get ready for a wedding incredible so I I surmise or I hypothesize or I question I'm misusing all of those words right now what would it be like to try to like now let's just say for the first hour of the movie it's a three hour movie but in the first hour they are putting down some beers so this would be the drinking game Could you, and I think it should be Rolling Rock, and we'll get to that in a second. Could you go Rolling Rock for Rolling Rock with these guys in the first hour of the movie, but you have the whole movie to do it? I don't know if you could. I don't know if you could.
1: It's pretty...
0: Realistically... I don't know how... I mean, these guys must have been some hard, hard drinkers because I don't know how they show up to that wedding and they're not just done for. And And then obviously it's a wedding. They just keep going. They keep going and going. It's incredible, humans. Depressingly incredible. Sad. Sadly incredible, but incredible nevertheless. At least that's my take, right? (laughs) <laughs> but it needs to be Rolling Rock, and of course I say that with a little bit of a tear in my eye, a little bit of a tear rolling down my cheek, because you know Rolling Rock used to be a craft beer from the glass-lined tanks of Old Latrobe, and I'm saying this from memory, humans. You know my folks aren't aren't too big on the sauce, but growing up they had Rolling Rocks in the fridge back when it was like actually from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Not owned by... Who ended up buying it? Like Anheuser-Busch? InBev, I mean, forgive me. Back when it meant something. Back when it was from the glass-lined tanks of old Latrobe. It was cool to read that thing on the back. And then it just so happens, humans, I've mentioned this before. We don't need to get into it too deep. But yeah, I went to... a. Uh, it was a day school, but I went to a Catholic boys' military school in Savannah. And the monks at our Catholic... So our teachers were regular teachers, monks, and then military teachers. So we had... We, it a lot of discipline. <laughs> I made it out unscathed. Uh, humans are monks... Our Benedictine monks, their Arch Abbey, where they came from to Savannah, was from Latrobe. So I always found that kind of interesting. Then knew my parents had Latrobe rolling rocks in the fridge. And then when I became a little older, senior year probably, there was a time where I pilfered a couple out of the fridge to bring them, bring them to the prom party. Pilfered a few rolling rock bottles. Bottles. My parents listen to the podcast. They're learning this for the first time. That's all right. So, yeah, you can still find Rolling Rock out there. I haven't seen it in a bottle in a really long time. Uh, But you can get some cans. But it would be interesting to see. And you know what? We don't have to bastardize this by making a drinking game. And if anything, I'm saying a drinking game just to be silly. Uh, I don't endorse that uh, for this film. But why not? If you're going to watch Deer Hunter anytime soon, grab a Sixer. Grab some rocks. They're easy to find in the cans. I wonder if you can find them in bottles these days. Someone let me know. Listener line at com. Record into the voice memo app on your smartphone and hit the share button and share it with listener line at com. And we're going to talk a little more Deer Hunter next time. Next time. Just chip away at it. It's on Netflix right now. That's why I'm so high on it, humans. All right, humans. We've done it. We've made it through another episode. I love talking to you. I love hearing from you. Let me know. Let me know what's up. Listen to that at I just realized this is like the third week in a row. We left a little something on the table. We never talked about dog shit. That'll carry over. We'll talk a little dog shit next week, along with whatever else comes up. Humans, let me know. Let me know what's going on fall beer wise. What are you getting into? When are you getting into your pumpkins? I think I'm gonna do it. I think I'm gonna do I think I'm gonna do some pumpkins Kings this weekend. I'm gonna go out and grab a four pack. Doesn't that sound so cool? Yeah, you can't even say sixer, you know it's a fourer. I'm gonna go grab a fourer Four of kings pumpkins. Let me know what's up. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Are, is, is, am I missing some other soap opera that's part of the NFL this year? Or is the, you know, T-Dog being in the, the uh, luxury boxes, is that what we're all tuning in for? Aside from the game, of course. Anyway, humans, great talking to you. I hope you've enjoyed listening. I always love breaking bread with you. This is the highlight of my week. TTYL. Peace and love. Peace and love.